Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson, and I am hosting the Diesel Performance Podcast by myself today. Thanks a lot, Chris. You dropped the ball again. Don't worry. I'll do all the hard work. Uh, Guys, one thing I want to say is is a huge shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, At this time of year, you're thinking about your loved one. You're thinking about your Valentine. Uh, I'm thinking about the guys who make this show possible, and that, of course, is our all of our listeners. So that's that's everybody who's downloaded this and is is hearing us right now. But it's also the guys behind the scenes, um, guys like Jason Worley over at WC Fab, uh, guys like Rick and Randy and Rob over at Exergy Performance. Uh, these guys, along with Nick Pregnitz and the crew at Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner. These guys make this show possible. Uh, They set us up with the tools and resources we need so that we can continue to bring this show to you every week. So I wanted to do a quick rundown on a couple of things here. Uh, Instead of our usual from Facebook segment, I'm going to do an announcement. Uh, We're going to be bringing Jason Worley in-house to record this segment in the future. So we won't be on every week, uh, but we are going to start to have Jason here on a, a more regular basis. So do us a favor if you're a fan of Jason's on Facebook or you follow him on YouTube or any other social media channel, go on there, uh, go to his pages, let him know, hashtag Diesel Performance. Uh, looking forward to it. We're really, really excited to have Jason on the show and be able to hear more from him. Uh, Chris and I are also going to do an exclusive where we're going to go to his shop or going to put together a couple of episodes at his shop talking to not just Jason but also all of his brothers which should cover just about the entire company so so we're, we're really excited about that one uh, and and on to Exergy uh, our producer Justin is going up with Nick Pregnitz uh, the owner of Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power you guys have all heard him on the show before uh, they're going to be taking Exergy's badass insane LML uh, back up to Michigan and delivering it to them in person. So we're going to be having some some episodes and some content coming from that as well. Uh, Exergy, of course, provides all of us with our high-pressure fuel systems. When I say all of us, that, that literally all of the contacts I can think of that are, are the closest with us or, or that we know or trust, places we would take our trucks to, uh, they all have this common thread that they, they use Exergy products. And there's a reason for that. It's, it's the consistency and the reliability. And that's really when you're talking about whether it's a set of sportsmen like 10% over injectors or whether it's a 450% super, you know, truck, uh, you got to know it's going to work. It's going to work right. And it's going to work every time. And and that's something that I think is really important Uh, for Duramax tuner and calibrated power. I really, I just wanted to remind people, we are currently recruiting uh, new dealers. So if you have a diesel shop, if you have a couple of buddies together and you guys kind of are are starting to create a diesel shop or something like that, uh, you're going to need a resource for tuning turbos and other diesel performance parts, including uh, Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner being an official fast authorized distributor, uh, meaning if you're an official dealer, you can now get your product here. these, thing, these things we really like to work with with small businesses. Uh, a lot of the big guys out there we love to partner with, we've been working with for a long time. We love our relationship with them. Uh, but if, if you're new to the game and you're looking to get your foot in the door, you, you got to start small. That's okay. Uh, we understand that. We have some packages specifically designed for you. So feel free to give us a call. Uh, I'm actually going to give you Chris's extension. Uh, it's 815-568-7920. You can dial extension 2121, and when you get Chris, let him know. It's important he comes down and records the show with Paul. Just just make sure anybody who talks to Chris Emke over the next week of hearing this, uh, it is important for him to come down and record the show at the time agreed upon. It's appreciated by the listeners. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's just something nice. 
I know we kind of ran through the top end of the show, guys, and that's because I, I've, I'm really, really excited about today's guest. Uh, I've been messaging him personally for probably two or three years about Alaska diesel performance scene, which is just a crazy set of words to throw together uh, to even think that there is a, a very large, thriving diesel performance team in Alaska. I found the head honcho, the big swing and dick, the club president of 907 Diesel, uh, Mike Anagastu. Mike, how the hell are you? Oh, not bad. You did all right on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, for swinging it. Uh, blind, I like it, absolutely. Uh, Mike, we got you on the show today to talk a little bit about being club president of 907 Diesel, what that is, what you guys are doing, and some of the big stuff you got going on. But as with all of our guests on the show, uh, why don't you kick us off? Just tell us how you got started in diesel performance. Um, I think I think my first diesel, uh, which most of you will probably laugh, actually, was a an '87 Suburban with a piece of crap '62 Detroit in it. Yeah, you can't make any power with at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, great truck, sold it. Uh, Owned an LD7 Duramax for a little while. Um, that was a great truck. And currently, um, I drive a 95.73 Power Stroke uh, that I've, I've got more money into than I could ever admit. You went from and a common rail my LB7. wife drives. I'm sorry, what? You went from a common rail LB7 back into a 7.3? Yeah, so, I mean, and there's a reason for it, and, and most people laugh. So, Everybody wants minimum a 500 horsepower daily driver turbo diesel. Sure. A 7.3 Power Stroke is the only one on the market, I guarantee you, that is going to make you earn it every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you live at the edge of the world, so, um, you know, wanting to do things the hard way might be appealing to you. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, for sure. And then, I'm sorry, you were saying, what, what does your wife drive? Uh, my my wife drives uh, an o five o four and a half uh, LOY Duramax. Okay. Okay. Trucks well, take a while do. to make it up north like that. I get it. I get it. Um, well, I mean, it all depends on what you want, really. I mean, you know, we want we have we have emissions issues in the cold. So for me, my lifestyle pre emissions fits better. Um, sure. But you know, I know the LOYs, the LBZs, a little bit better than some of the newer stuff. Um, and I just like that body style of truck anyways. And it was kind of an interesting deal how we ended up with that thing anyways. <laughs> oh, really? How'd you come about it? Well, I was in the, I was in the market for another diesel, but I had, I did prowl for power last year with my truck, my 7.3. And then shortly afterwards, I heard it. Uh, I actually was leaving work, did a little baby pull in it and, made the loudest bang when I snapped an input shaft in it. <laughs> and I, we had this guy that came to work for us, like, a couple weeks. You know, he had this LOI Duramax. He has, like, six kids. He's like, I need to sell this truck. I need to get, like, a minivan or something. I'm like, my wife drives the biggest piece of crap, 2001 Pontiac. I'm like, dude, I, will, I got you. <laughs> and i ended up getting this loy crew cab long bed 2500 it was a straight trade uh, and it's been a project ever since it's been fun that's awesome okay cool so so came across it honestly right you get, you get a good opportunity you jump on it i always love to hear those type of stories uh the 7.3 you said 500 horsepower that's a that's a tall order for a 7.3 
uh, coming from a previous 7.3 owner, and, and we've had uh, Ron from Hypermax on the show and some other 7.3 uh, real go-getters out there. What kind of mods do you have on there? So uh, I haven't officially banged down the 500 door on paper yet. I think the best I've been able to do, um, you know, and we're working on some tuning calibrations and just tweaking some stuff. I did 478 horsepower and uh, I think 918 foot-pounds of torque. But right now the truck is set up. It, it should be good for around 600, 1,200. Um, it's running a set of 250 cc, 200% over-injectors. Um, we've got a really nice uh, board Warner S369 SXE turbo on it. And uh, I got to rebuild the trans again now, but we, we had a built trans in it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 a whole list, man. You know, there's nothing on the truck that hasn't been touched, with the exception of uh, of the bottom end. You know, I mean, it's a complete stock bottom end. You know, it's it's been firing. You know, we've done push rods, we've done valve springs. Um, you know, so we're, I'm I'm kind of pushing the boundaries on how far will a high mileage stock bottom end 7.3 go as far as power because it's a it's a stock forge rod block but there's a there's a ceiling there sure i mean at some point you're just going to run out of capacity right i mean that turbo we've seen it in other applications because obviously we've seen that turbo pushed in in cummins and in duramaxes and i'm sure in power strokes as well uh so getting over 600 horsepower out of that's probably not an issue uh, that fuel system supplying 500 horsepower, hell, other guys have done it, uh, and if nothing else, you, you know, spray and pray, so you could always get there. It, it's kind of interesting to me uh, doing it on an automatic. Do you, do you fancy the truck to be set up for, for drag racing or for towing, or was that just the trans that came in it, so that's what you've been working with? Um, you know, I, I, I respect guys that jam gears all day long. I don't want it in my daily driver. Um but the truck originally, it's it's taken so many forms. You know, it started out pretty stock, couple mild modifications, and then, you know, we went and did a full stage one setup on it where we went through, we rebuilt the turbo, we did a wicked wheel, we did a 360 kit and a bank's housing and everything, and I did a set of swamps, baby swamps injectors in it, and the truck was great. You know, the first time I ever dyno, ever been on a dyno, you know, it did, uh, I think it did three uh, 304 horsepower and 619 torque, which... For a 270,000-mile 7.3, was great. Yeah, not bad at all for what it was stock, right? Yeah. I mean, that was a stock turbo, stock mechanical lift pump. I mean, stock H-pop, everything. Um, That's awesome. So, I mean, it's, it's been a trip. You know, I, I like the automatic. Uh, you know, I do tow with it, actually, still, the way it's set up, you know, and and I like that, but uh, I, I really like the way... A big single charger on a 7.3 reacts with an automatic on the street um, as far as performance. Yeah, I mean, nothing bangs like a big single, you know? Sure, sure. I hear that. Okay, okay. I dig it, man. Well, that, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear it. It sounds like you've really gotten passionate into that diesel performance. Um, where do you go from here with the truck? Well, right now, sadly... Um, we're almost kind of taking a break from the 7.3 for a moment because it it's become so iconic for what it is, and it does its job well, which, you know, the only thing I wanted out of it was I wanted something I could tow with on weekends, go camping and stuff, but I wanted to be able to pull up to brand-new tune trucks off the lot on the street and eat their lunch. 
Um, <laughs> and it's done that. It does that. You know, I mean, the thing will hold its own against a brand new 6.7 Power Stroke. It'll hold its own against a common Duramax. They're doing some crazy stuff with Duramaxes now. You really cannot keep up with one. <laughs> I mean, the new L5P is a pretty unchallenged platform. Yeah, in, in stock trim, we've had a lot of conversations about, uh, internally anyways, about, you know, what would you take if you weren't going to modify anything? A lot of guys are hard-pressed to beat the L5P. Um, oh, man, it like, it, I feel this pain in my side every time I think this, but if you were going to say, like, if I wanted a new body style, so 13 or 15 and newer, call it, um, and, and you wanted to get to, like, 500-plus horsepower, oh, I... Hey, to say you'd be hard pressed to beat the Power Stroke. Please, guys, don't kill me. Uh, I still love the Duramax. I still would want the L5P, but as far as like, yeah, horsepower and dollar per horsepower and efficiency and things like that, I think you'd be you'd be hard pressed to beat it. But that old 7.3, man, you're really you're really chugging along with that, uh, keeping up with a newer 6.7 Ford or Cummins. Uh, that that's a tall order for it. You know, you, you, you do got to be leaning on it to, to even keep up with those 400 horsepower trucks. Well, I mean, I, I have a theory. I mean, we're convinced that, you know, the block is just so loose that it won't build enough cylinder pressure to actually blow itself up. It'll just let it up. <laughs> I don't know what that strategy looks like long term, but, but I like it. I like the theory. I like the theory. No, we're a... Uh... It's it's going along. I mean, I still drive it every day. Um, like I said, I'm kind of taking a break from working on it right now, and we're getting refocused on uh, on my wife's LOY because you know she's gotten into the diesel game. She helps me run a lot of things and do some work behind the scenes, and she wanted a diesel truck anyways. And we got this, and she comes to me one day and she says, "I just want the loudest diesel truck at the elementary school when we drop our kid off." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, no problem. It's only going to cost like ten grand. <laughs> I like oh, how she says loudest, and you immediately think of like, yeah, I bet. I bet the more horsepower we put in there, the louder it's going to be, right? That just seems like simple math. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, we can do exhaust. I'm like, it would be way better if we just, you know, let's get a Jack Spade tuner in it. Let's get a Whirly intake bundle in it. Let's. Let's do a still '67 G2 turbo in it, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, now you're now you're talking my language. I love it. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, I know you're club president of 907 Diesel, and and you know what? These days we see a lot of Facebook groups, we see a lot of events going on, but I don't think everybody really has a total handle on what you guys are doing up there in Alaska. And if we haven't been clear about that, uh, Mike, you are out of Alaska. I, I think north of Anchorage. Is that right? Yeah, I'm based out of Fairbanks, which is uh, pretty much the dead center of Alaska. Okay, copy that, copy that. So what is 907 Diesel? Uh, tell us about the club. Uh, it's been a wild ride with 907 Diesel. I've been with them for uh, coming on five years now. Um, but, it, you know, it started with one guy, Jeremy May, the founder. Uh, you know, he had this idea. He wanted to bring together like-minded enthusiasts, you know, and, and Jeremy was crazy. Jer you know, the thing about Alaska is, you know, you can drive hundreds of miles in any direction and still be in the state. And uh, <laughs> and Jeremy was driving all over Alaska and meeting people that he was finding online in Alaska that were diesel enthusiasts and stuff. And he started to grow a community, and then the Facebook page started. And then members started acquiring, you know, and then um, one of our guys, Pete, 
had the idea, which was actually before he was even on 907 Diesel, was to have a Diesel Dino Day. And and it blew up. You know, it had great attendance. You know, we were working with a, a local shop in Anchorage. Uh, it was underground performance. They had the dino in there. You know, and we would pack that shop uh, during the dino day. And it went on for a couple of years. Um, but, you know, as we grew, I mean, the point was, like, we have all these awesome people that are following us now that are, you know, we're doing meet, meet and greets and stuff, you know, because this was a couple guys that were getting together for dinner once a month and talking shop and talking diesels and showing off the trucks and stuff. And we're like, we need to, we need to magnify this on a larger scale. Sure. And then we're like, nobody wants to mess with us. Nobody wants to talk to us. Nobody will give us the time of day because diesel owners are all douchebags. <laughs> like all diesel owners are the kids you see on the news that are rolling coal on pedestrians and, you know, all that. And we're like, what can we do to, you know, not be looked at like that? Because, I mean, it's just a bad image thing, and it's nationwide. I mean, we just deal with it. But um, so, I mean, the decision was made. We want to try and get involved in charity. And it started out slow, and we did some cool stuff, and, and then it got big. And, I mean, we did, like, a food drive in one town in Alaska, and we did... Uh, I think it was over 2,500 pounds of food donated, which was awesome. And we did, I mean, we've done so many charity events that have been cool. And, uh, you know, we want to try to, we, the goal is to do one charity event a month throughout the whole year. Oh, um, wow. But, uh, I mean, just, I think it was a week and a half ago, we donated over a ton of dogs to the local animal shelter. Um, you know, we've helped out with coats for kids and toys for tots, and we do a lot of work when we can with uh, local law enforcement and stuff, which is always great to have that relationship. So so when you um, say that you guys are doing these type of charity events, are you guys showing up and volunteering at a, an event that's already been scheduled by, like, the, the local food bank? Or are you guys, like, going out and knocking doors and, and raising awareness? Like, in what in what capacity does the group get involved? I mean, generally, if there's a big event that's pretty annual that we know about that's a good cause, I mean, we may try to piggyback off that and be like, hey, and we'll make it, we'll create an event with our group and we'll just contribute to what they have going on. But then probably 90% of the stuff we do is all original where, you know, we go and we talk to these people, you know, we talk to the local food kitchen or the animal shelter, you know, or um, FPD, and, uh, which is Fairbanks Police Department and Alaska State Troopers. You know, we're like, what do you guys have going on? What do you need? How can we help? You know, and, uh, you know, we've had, we've had the community come out in such a, you know, the diesel community come out in such a huge, strong way. Um, you know, I mean, we do, you know, even the, the annual highway cleanup we do is huge, huge event every year to where it's not even diesel owners, uh, predominantly that are showing up anymore. We're attracting all kinds of people that are just local that like what we're doing. Oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, I was checking yeah. out your guys' Facebook page and seeing the, the Fairbanks Highway Cleanup, and I was really interested to see. So how did that event come to be? Was that something that, like, you guys just thought, like, hey, there's a lot of trash on the side of the road, and I, I take it in Fairbanks and more rural areas, they don't have, like, a municipality who comes and picks it all up, right? So, like, tell us about how you guys got into that. So, like, in some of the rural, more rural regions, um, 
uptown here, um, people haul their own garbage to, you know, to several landfills and dumps that are around. Uh, but the problem is wintertime is, is, you know, stuff blows out of truck beds and wind blows, whatever. It gets everywhere. But then when the snow melts in the spring, then you see it. And it's, it's awful, dude. It's terrible. And, uh, you know, we try to, you know, Fairbanks is a beautiful city and we try to keep it that way. So, you know, uh, the borough actually already has an event annually every year where, you know, we do a Fairbanks cleanup day citywide. But then, we called, and we were like, hey, you know, we'd really like to have a dedicated section of road that we could do. And they are like, okay, you know, where were you thinking? And we told them we wanted seven miles. Oh, wow. And they were like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, we'll do both sides of the road. We'll do the median. We'll do the bridges and all that. Like, we want this entire stretch of road. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. And then how long have you guys been doing that? Uh, I think we've been doing the, the highway cleanup day. Uh, I think this will be the sixth year. Holy yeah, shit. Six years. Okay. Okay, good. So you guys are in this for the long haul. Uh, what does the future of the club look like? How do you keep this thing going? Uh, luckily... Uh, that's not completely on my shoulders. Uh, you know, I have, uh, I have a great team behind me that makes all of this stuff happen. There's about 15 of us now that run 907 diesel, uh, from behind the scenes. And, you know, we have, we actually have a fantastic team, um, to get everything accomplished. And the goal for 907 diesel at this point is just to keep growing, you know, keep growing awareness for decent performance in Alaska, keep growing our event, um, you know, keep bringing more people up from the states as we can. Um, because, you know, we want Alaska taken seriously, you know, in the decent performance world, you know, we want to let everybody know, hey, we're up here, you know, this is what we're doing. And, and you know, Proud for Power, our, our uh, annual summer event is, uh, you know, it's, it's completely homemade, you know. I mean, it was, it was an idea and it's been wet and work ever since and you know we're all we all have day jobs you know we're not we're not event planners and stuff nobody told us how to get started in this <laughs> i love that man okay so this is the and i want to talk a little bit more about prowl for power here so this is something that you guys just had the idea we we need to continue a dino day or maybe there was a dino day in the past but it seems like it's grown uh how long have you been doing this event this year at Alaska Raceway will be our fourth year uh, for Prowl for Power, and I think it's our seventh year doing an annual dyno event. Um, but we were doing the dyno days at Underground, and, you know, the need kind of presented itself. It's like, you know, dyno days are awesome, but when you look at the basics of a dyno, it's a, it's a tuning implement, you know, and it's like we were noticing everything going on in the mainstream media with you know, how diesel owners' reputations were and stuff, and we're like, I will, you know, we want an event that can take the pressure off the streets where we can say, hey, you know what, let's dyno junior truck, let's get it dialed, and let's see how that, you know, how that power is put to the ground, let's put them on the track. And we contacted last race, and we were like, hey, what would it cost us to take over your facility for an entire weekend and just go crazy? That's awesome, and, man. Uh, and you guys yeah, have been able to sustain that for four years now? 
we've had a lot of help. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it started out in the beginning, you know, I mean, it was all pretty much out of pocket for for our 907 diesel leadership team, and, and, and it's expensive, but, uh, you know, it was a cost that was happily incurred, you know, I mean, we wanted we wanted that event and that's what we wanted to, to make it. And, uh, you know, through that, we've attracted a lot of really cool vendors that, you know, want to be a part of what we're doing. And we've, uh, you know, last year we attracted a lot of really great sponsors that helped us make the event possible. And, uh, I mean, it really made all the difference because, you know, the more help we get in keeping it going, you know, the bigger and better we can make it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So tell us about the event. So it's dinoing and it's drag racing. You guys don't do any sled pulls up there, do you? We're we're working on it. It's in the future. Nobody really sled pulls in Alaska. It just you know, we're <laughs> we like to joke and we say we're, you know, minimum like five years behind the rest of the US, which is why like we miss most of the Obama stuff, luckily. Um But uh you know, sled pulling just it has not made its way up here in the diesel world yet, and and there is a few sleds up here, and, and we went and talked to them, you know, and told them what we wanted to do, and they looked at us dead in the face, and they said no. Really? <laughs> I was like, what? Why? They're like, your trucks are just you have too much power, you're too damn fast, you're going to tear our equipment up. Like we cannot do it. Like we built these sleds, you know, for for tractors and stuff, you know. Gotcha. Sorry, no. Gotcha. <laughs> so okay. uh, we've been working with Alaska Raceway. We actually went down and uh, we kind of struck a bargain with them that, hey, if we come out and clear a bunch of acreage of your property for more parking for your new uh, NASCAR circle track, would you maybe give us a plot of land that we can put, you know, a sled track in? You know, we'll bring in clay and stuff and. Uh, we've gotten as far as getting it cleared. You know, it is in it is in our our goals to to make that happen eventually. It, it, I mean, it's looking at you know probably building a sled up here. That is so wild, listeners. Who knows somebody who runs a sled? Let's get them on. Let's get them in touch with the guys at nine hundred seven sled owners. Drive your damn sled up to Alaska so these guys can sled pull with us. What the hell is going on? I'm just kidding. We we love all you guys. Uh, no, but for real, man. If somebody's got a sled and they they want to they want to get it up to Alaska, take a nice little vacation. Hey, speaking of, have you guys announced the date for this year's 2019 Prowl for Power at Alaska Raceway Park in Palmer, Alaska? We have uh, Prowl for Power will be June 29th and 30th this year. 29th and 30th. Okay. Okay. Me, me and my producer are looking back and forth at each other. We have uh, Indianapolis in early May. I should probably look up the dates for Ultimate Callout Challenge since we are the official co- podcast for Ultimate Callout Challenge. We'll be there. Uh, and then the first, I, again, I should probably look up the dates because I think the first week of June we're going to be in Colorado for Diesel Power Challenge because we're, we're so awesomely uh, and lucky to be able to get in to be the official podcast for that. But we, we are seriously considering your guys' offer to come up and do some live broadcasting for Prowl for Power this year. Listeners, I can't promise it yet, but I am trying to work myself in a vacation, a work trip, to go to Alaska to make this happen for you, for the listeners, because that's that's what this trip would be about. Uh, and in the past, Mike, I think we've discussed this, and I was under the impression, I think as the rest of normal America is, that Alaska is always cold, and it would suck to be there at any time of the year. 
but several people have tried to convince me that it actually gets warm in the summer. Is that true? Can you confirm this conspiracy? I think your exact words to me the last time we spoke when I invited you up was, F that, I can be cold here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, with the time time zone differences, sometimes my my words in text get get misconstrued. Uh, I'm sure. That that is 100% what I wrote, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, and I figured as soon as you guys... um, you know, petered out on me last year because you thought it was going to be cold. <laughs> you know, you invited me to be on the show. I was all excited. I was like, I'm just wait. I'm like, you know, it's been beautiful here all week. It's been like in the 20s here, which is awesome for us. Like we're getting daylight. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and as soon as you call today, it is 21 below. <laughs> oh. Oh, there's just no way. We we had a cold snap. We we got Alaska weather there for two days, and um, I pretty much yeah, hid whatever. my car we, in the shop. We, yeah. We heard about your polar vortex. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Mike, um, it, it is true. Yeah, we, we, we seriously are. I, I've, I've been looking at it. I'm trying to put it together. Uh, I don't know what it looks like yet. That's uh, it's it, it's a couple of trips right back to back, but we would love to listeners. If you want to hear what Alaska diesel performance is really like, if you want us to go to this show, jump on our Facebook page, jump on 907 diesels, Facebook page, write us in a message, make a comment on the Facebook page, do something in public activity. Uh, try to shame us into going. We really appreciate that. That's, that's really, really solid, solid motivation for Chris and myself. Uh, and if anybody needs it, message the podcast. I'll give you Chris Emke's personal cell phone number, and you can text him your request for us to be in Alaska as well. Uh, so I have no problem with that. Chris, of course, I, not. I would go ahead. Go ahead. I, I would say if Prowl for Power, the event, can persevere the elements of weather, uh, you guys shouldn't have a problem. Uh, we only come out if it's six, if it's sixty-five degrees plus. I just want to be clear. So if, oh, no if, it's, if the ambient temperature is below 65, I'm staying home. Uh, Man, it's it's so nice in June, which is why we actually pick those dates. It's it's the best time of year. It's the most consistent weather. But uh, Prowl for Power as an event has pretty much incurred every type of catastrophe any outdoor diesel event can have. Don't tell me that. Um, what the fuck do you mean? It's incurred every. What do you mean? Like bears have rolled onto the onto the event and attacked people. No, we we did have a moose run out across the the drag strip oh one time God. at 100. It was 120 miles an hour. It was it was a little sketch, but um, he was running quick. He got out of the way. But uh, man, our first year at the track, 2016, we had uh, you know we showed up because I it's a it's a six and a half hour drive for me from Fairbanks, so I have to go down Thursday night. You know, we set up all day Friday, and then we open the gate Saturday and make it happen. And uh, Saturday, 2016, the first day of the event, it's looking crappy. Like it's gonna, it's gonna rain. We know it's gonna rain, and it just barely kind of missed it on us. We're okay. We made it through Saturday. We're like cool. We get to Sunday. It's drag race day, and it is sopping wet. I mean, there's puddles on the track. It's bad. (laughs) You know, and I'm looking at Earl, uh, the track owner, and Earl's like, what do you want to do? And then my eyes brightened up. I'm like, 
Okay, he's asking me a question. What do I want to do? That means he's leaving this decision up to me. Like I can and, uh, race with puddles on the track? Yeah, I'm in. Right. And we we had Paul Frazier walk up, who's on our team, and uh, I think I think Paul is like a two-time King of Street champion. Uh, he drives a, a really nice LVZ Duramax drag truck. And Paul's like, you know, let me put your mind at ease. You know, I'll just go out and do like a baby eighth-mile pull and let you know how it feels, and you know, let's make a decision. And then uh, he went out there and made a full pass <laughs> in the rain uh, on on Nitto 420s on a sopping wet track. And, uh, man, he hit the puddle at about the 1,000 foot, and, and I swear it bucked hard enough. I think his bed touched his cab. Oh. And <laughs> he comes back, and he's like, He's like, track's good, run it. You know, and, (laughs) you know, we were like, if Paul says it's good, it's good. He's like, yeah, just launch out of the groove by the, by the wall. You'll be fine. And (laughs) we ended up, uh, we, we ended up changing the racing event that day into more or less attraction battles. Like, okay, who can get to the end of the track in the quickest time? And it still made it a fun day. It was awesome. We've had, awesome weather every day every year since then um last year (laughs) last year we lost our dyno a week before the event oh no (laughs) a week before you know the guy we're renting this dyno from he says i have a medical emergency i'm sorry i hate to do this to you I, i can't do it i'm like i'm like we have a dyno event with no dyno we have to do something and i call him back i'm freaking out you know and he goes i tell you what if you if if you feel competent why don't you come down here and pick it up and you run it fuck yeah (laughs) i'm in route i was like i'm like i'm uh i'm not even a mechanic i'm like you know i i work at a trucking company all day you know and uh Luckily, we, we found it out. You know, we ended up contacting the previous owners of the dyno, which ironically were the, the guys that posted our original dyno day in the years past. We're like, I don't care what it costs. We need you out here. Run this dyno for us. We'll make it worth your while. And they came out and did a fantastic job, and, and we just made it happen. And, you know, so this year we're, I mean, we're already prepared for the event. You know, we're just boosting all the social media stuff and getting trying to get the videos out there and the name out there and, you know, attract some attention and let people know what we're doing so they can come out and have a good time. That's it, man. You're looking for a family vacation this June, uh, right at the end of June there, the weekend of the 30th. Get your asses up to Alaska. Check out 907 Diesel, uh, this Facebook group. that You guys share a lot of great videos. You guys share a lot of great posts. Uh, so maybe if you're not even in Alaska, check out the group. Uh, if people want to find out more about you guys or if they want to pick up some of your swag, where should they go, Mike? Um, they can find us on Facebook. We have a page and a group, uh, both 907 Diesel. We have, we're on Instagram, uh, at 907 Diesel Official. And then, uh, our website has all our swag. It has our sponsor packs, our vendor options and stuff. Uh, it's at, uh, 907dieselstore.com. And that's 907dieselstore.com. Uh, check it out today. Hey, anybody you want to give a shout out to, Mike? Oh, everybody. I mean, the whole 907 Diesel admin team that, that runs it, you know, I mean, they're the, you know, they're the the unsung heroes that, you know, the the janitors, if you will, that just keep cleaning it up and, and making it all possible like we all are, you know, and uh, 
you know, uh, Diesel Garage does a lot of great advertising for us and got us some great raw video and Daily Driver Media did a great job on editing all those videos we've been posting everywhere and I mean, we just had a lot of great help and, you know, all our sponsors from 2018 and, and the sponsors we have coming on for 19. Um, if you're not a sponsor yet, you should be. Um, and that's, I mean, that's it, man. You know, and thanks for the members for coming out and making it worth it because if nobody shows up, there's no point. I love it. Well, hey, thanks so much, Mike, for joining us. Uh, this has been Calibrated Power's uh, special guest segment here on Diesel Performance Podcast. And since Chris isn't with me to close it out, I'll just say have a great day in diesel. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTutor.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, PowerStroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. We heard about your polar vortex. We don't care. <laughs>